Okay, welcome to the first ever remote recording of the Below Average Movie Critics. This is a major milestone for our podcast. Yes, socially distanced, socially distanced Below Average Movie Critics. People, yeah. people are at home and they've been, they've been lonely and they need, they, they need our words. They need our words more than ever, indeed. Like, yeah. not, they don't need the president's words, they don't need doctor's words. They need our words. They especially need the president's words. No, not to make it political. Um, not to make but, it, yeah. Yeah, but marking a second milestone for our podcast, this is our first ever episode with an official guest appearance wow. by one Jacob Gelman. Well, I, 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 well, I do think he's made a guest appearance, but he just hasn't been awake during it. In the, it's it's uh, just official. Official and knowing and conscious. That was, my, that was my first vocal appearance. Correct. Audio appearance. Jacob's Correct. a long-time lurker, first time. Uh, <laughs> first time. Yeah, yeah. long-time first time. He's sort of the man behind the curtain. That, like, he's like the Wizard of Oz. If the Wizard of Oz, like didn't do any of his work. It was just like a complete failure for us. That's true. The, 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 the thing we're, wait, the thing we're that, going to leave. Wait, 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 wait. Isn't, that, isn't that actually true? Yeah, that's, that's, that's actually, actually a failure. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I guess it's true. All right. Yeah. Wizard of Oz. fraud the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, Jacob, Jacob is our nominal social media manager, but in reality has shirked a lot of his duties, but we've uh, chosen to forgive him and give him a coveted guest appearance on this episode. The type of podcast yeah. we are. All right. Yeah. Um, so, today all right so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, today we're going to talk about The Platform, a uh, Spanish movie that came out on Netflix, I guess, like a couple weeks ago, a week and a half yeah. ago, yeah. something like that. Um, I think, you know, I think it sort of picked up over, over COVID 19 quarantine. It's gotten popular. Yeah. People watching more Netflix. And this movie is like, you know, topical in, in, a, in a lot of ways, actually. I think the uh, I think the yeah, like sort of unintentionally topical. Yeah. 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 So okay, just to give a quick um, rundown of the plot here, and then we'll we'll dive into our thoughts. Um, so the platform, um, basically, the the sort of setting here is that um, you have this sort of giant vertical prison with an unknown, at least initially, number of levels to it, right? In each person, each, there's two people on each level, and it is impossible to go up the levels, uh, but you can go down the levels, because there's a platform that descends level to level over the course of each day, and basically the platform starts off full of food, and it goes down each level, and you can take how much you want by the time it gets to your level. So that's the basic setup for the movie. Um, and the overall plot summary is that there's a, or I guess I'll, I'll give the initial setting and then we can, we can take specifics from there. But the, the, uh, the inciting incident here is that there's a man named Goring who awakens and you know, he has a cellmate who's been there for a while who explains to him what the setup is. And then Goring basically had, goes through different phases of like trying to um, deal with, with the circumstances, right? So he tries to escape, he tries to survive, he tries to help other people, he tries to break the system eventually. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the high-level scenario, and I think we can, we can take details from there. But yeah, why don't we, why don't we give the, the um, spot of honor to Jacob here to kick it off 
Um, Jake, since he has some, he has some thoughts allegedly. on this movie. Yeah. No, allegedly. No, thank yeah. you for, thank you for the for the invitation and the uh, the warm warm welcomes. Um, but uh, you know, I think the I forget someone said it. I think you know, the it's very topical because um, it's it's really about. Uh, like inequality and suffering, um, which unfortunately are the stories of our time. But I mean, I think the metaphor, honestly, that really thinking about it for like 10 minutes after the movie was like trickle down economics, right? Which is this idea that Americans have where like, if you give a lot to like the owners of capital, like that was very popular during the Ronald Reagan administration for our younger viewers or listeners. <laughs> um, but like the idea is that if you give money or resources or tax breaks to wealthy, that it'll just kind of flow down. Um, but the pit, I mean, among other things, the pit says that doesn't happen, right? Because obviously at level one or level zero, it starts off with this huge feast. And then, but everyone just takes everything for themselves and they don't let anything come down. Um, in fact, kind of the only things that do trickle down uh, in various scenes are, are piss, poop, and violence. So it's mm. kind of a rejection of that idea is, is I think, uh, something yep. that struck me. Well yeah. said. Well said. Yeah. I mean... We end it. <laughs> no, no. That's... It wouldn't be our shortest episode ever. I know. That's true. No, I didn't. I think you're right. And yeah, I think it. I, I think. I think I got the same. I think I got the same thing about like yeah, like is is definitely definitely a big trickle down economics metaphor. Um, and I guess one thing I was trying to one thing I was trying to figure out in this metaphor. Is who is who is on floor zero? Um, oh, do we say the spoiler warnings already? Yeah, let's do. Let's just throw a spoiler warning out there for any listeners who haven't okay. uh, heard the movie yet. We're already going to spoilers. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's way past that. But I guess I was wondering. I was wondering in this like in this metaphor, who's on like who are we saying? Who's on floor zero? Is is floor zero like God or nature and like? They put all this stuff in front of us, and we sort of like dole it out badly. Or is floor is floor zero the billion is like floor, is floor zero like the one like the billionaires who sort of like they sort of like set like here's all the here's everything for all of you to use, and just sort of go about their business ignoring ignoring what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think like, I mean, first of all, I definitely agree with uh, you guys, like the, the economic like metaphor here is, is definitely very striking. Um, so I think when I mean, you take Jake's point, like this about trickle down economics for sure, it's also like more broadly about like the, I, I, I take it as more broadly about like the way people end up in society economically, right? So like, you know, you don't have a choice in who you're born to in life but that largely determines where you end up in life. Incomability being what it is, it's pretty hard to rise above the, the, you know, your situation in life, right? 
And also it's hard to go polarization in life in some ways. So it, I feel like the randomization of the prison kind of will reflect like the randomization of society in that sense. Like I think Jacob might be familiar from his like undergrad days with the John Rawls concept of a veil of ignorance, which is this idea that if you didn't know where you were going to be born in life, like which, which families you were going to be born to, um, how would you want to order society, right? So that kind of also reflects this, like randomization that we see in this movie. Um, but okay, so going back to John's question though, I think it's like a, I think it, I think the the metaphor here like works on multiple levels. Uh, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, no thank you for the city no laugh. Um, so I think it works on on multiple you know multiple ways. But I I guess for me like at a first pass, the way I was thinking about it was that like listen there are these people who have set up the system like the way it is to some extent. Um, maybe they didn't set it up initially, but they keep it going, and they're kind of like the ones who are determining, like, oh, hey, we have to do this randomization. We have to, like, treat these people in a cruel and inhumane manner. Um, it's just the way I sort of took it as a first pass, but there's probably more, way more there than it appears. I think I, I think I took the, like, the system and the, I think I equated, like, people at level zero, like, people who are making the food with the people that created the pit, and I kind of thought that was a their way of saying what the government is. Like, it's almost like, I mean, even in the beginning, right? You you almost like have a vote. Like you get to say what your favorite dish is. Um, you don't necessarily have a say in whether it'll actually affect your life materially or not because of where you randomly kind of end up. But at yeah. least like nominally, like you have a vote. Um, but there's almost this like, because of the order in which who gets food, it's almost like people that are well off, their votes matter more than the people who are not as not as well off, um, mm. and so and so I think like one other, I think like the other one other message to the movie was like the people who created the system, I think in the movie in terms of the movie like embodied by that that woman who like worked for the the system for like twenty five years or whatever, um, she's like oh yeah there's only two hundred floors like this is all good she's like super idealistic, there are so, no like, kids in here, right so there's definitely something there where like the people who are in the system don't see how bad the system really is and are almost like either ignorant or just have like chosen to forget like how far down it actually goes. Um, well, maybe not even ignorant, like maybe like optimistic. Like, yeah, when, she, like when, she, when she got into optimistic. the, yeah, like when she got into the, when she got into the pit, she, she was, she was like very, she thought that there was a chance that everyone would just like do the right thing and get along. Right. She's got like like spontaneous solidarity or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Which which is like for anyone that had like been in floor one fifty or whatever, they were like, Are you kidding me? Like why would like like no one would think this would happen? And so Yeah. Like she she like she's yeah, she thought just about like, just by asking everyone would be like, Oh moi, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, right. like, going, going, yeah, I don't really, going was more interesting, and, like, he, he sort of ran the gambit of, like, starting out optimistic, yeah. but then, like, by that point in the movie, he was, like, the only way to get shit done is to, like, be, is, like, I mean, is the stick, basically, and, like, it was an interesting point, it was, like, an interesting thing that he was, like, you can only use the stick on people below you, which is like in life, 
I mean, it's sort of true in society. Like, I mean, the only thing you can really do is the, uh, like, the lower you go in society, like, sort of like it gets harder and harder to make people above you do things. Sort of revolution. And then that's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. That's a different movie. Mm-hmm. Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Well, we can talk, maybe we can talk about that a little bit too. Um, talk, you want to talk about <laughs> Snowpiercer. I do, I do. Snowpiercer, <laughs> one record, one, one of my favorite movies. But I think, I think there are a lot of parallels between this movie and Snowpiercer. Um, I'd be surprised yeah. if the director here wasn't heavily influenced by Bong Joon-ho. I mean, there's the whole 1D sort of progression thing, right? Like everyone in society is arranged along one dimensional track. Um, there's a, there's the, the theme at the end of the girl who represents hope and it's all about saving the girl. Just like in Snowpiercer, there were like those two kids who need to be saved. And they, they're the only ones, presumably, who survived the train wreck, and they represent, like, the hope of humanity. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, the whole, like, economic inequality theme. So, yeah, there's a lot of parallels here. Yeah. What? I, I did get a little lost in the... I think the girl represented hope in some, but whatever, like... It was hard to see why, like why she represented hope and like did she represent hope like i sort of saw like like two i sort of like got two interpretations from her and like her interpretation was like was like you know children are the future um we love the world you know very (laughs) very lovely um the other interpretation was like, maybe it was just like, maybe it was less hopeful and more like, look at what, like, this is what's happening in here. Like, yeah. there are children here. And like, it's maybe more about it, like showing, exposing the lie of the, um, right. the elites. Right. 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 It was like, this is, this is like, what's actually happening. Um, but I guess there's a question of like, even if people on Floor Zero saw the kid, do you think that would result in change? Or do you think they would just kind of like not want their reality to be challenged? Yeah, I mean, I the guess question it's clear about how much like people on floor zero determine the system and how much power they actually have over things. Um, I mean, I was a little late to the, or I don't know, Netflix was kind of glitching at that point, so I may have missed that part of the movie, but it seemed to me like they were just more like food preparers rather than like the-, the That's true. So yeah, that person's yeah, fair to me. I don't know, what do you guys think? I guess it, I guess to me it raised the question of who I still think this is how quote got me like thinking who's on floor zero because like somebody who put the girl who put the girl in the tower in the first place yeah and like why like why would why would floor zero like would floor zero be surprised that the girls in the tower are they also prisoners in the tower mm-hmm but yeah, didn't the? I, mean, I thought the girl was born in the tower. Well, no, because remember, or maybe she was. But the, the you know, the, the bureaucrat was like, you know, this woman, because her mother is like this murderous, you know, assassin who comes down, and she, she was like, oh, I like, I brought her in like a few months ago, and she didn't have a kid. She's just an actress or something. Hmm. But clearly that was wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, think it's that... ambiguous. Like, well, the kid is more than a few. Kid's more than a few months old. Well, like I no, think, but like she could just yeah. like she could have just not known like like she could. Yeah, I mean, the bureaucrat was definitely wrong. Like she was. Yeah. No matter what, I, I think the reality is she was wrong. Right. Like, I guess it's ambiguous. Like how? Like how? Like was she wrong because she was misinformed? Was she lying? Right. Um. But I like so. I guess for me, it became a question of like this kid somehow made it into the system and people in the system were denying that. Like if we, if we, if we look at the woman as not the cannibal woman, if you look at the dog woman as, um, how do we, as like a member of the system, then like clearly they were, she was clearly lying about the system. But then like, it, it becomes a question of like, lying. I think she was just... Or maybe even didn't even know. That, that's what I think. I think, like, she... I think didn't know. Yeah, because she seems just very naive. And I think there was... So it's all, it also, like, I think she reveals that she has cancer or had cancer or something something like that. Um, yeah. And, and part of me was wondering, like, how is that related to the rest of the movie at all? But I wonder if there's something there where, like, either when it was discovered she had cancer, like... The powers that be like said oh you know screw you we're gonna put you into the system or How that be? yeah the administration uh or 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 maybe she was like oh like i've just lived through something let me like go experience what life in the system is like for myself or so, i don't know so, something there i don't know i feel like i'm getting on a tangent now yeah you bring it back how bad bring it back no i mean this honestly this podcast but a different name would be like a brief tangent into tangents. Um, <laughs> sometimes brought back to the middle, sometimes not. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the kind I, of movie I, I, where there's a lot of like themes rolling around and just a lot of stuff all over the place. So I think it's okay yeah. to meander through the themes a little bit. Well, what, I feel like one other clear. I mean, I don't. I feel like I don't want to derail because, like, I think I like this trickle-down economic theme, but, like, one other sort of clear, maybe not scene, but, like, um, symbolic pull was um, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Um, hmm. Like, there's sort of, like, I, I was very, I was very happy, I was, like, very happy when I realized this. <laughs> Um, I like realizing things, but the like you like know the like, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> um, but uh, like there, there are three hundred thirty-three floors in the tower, and two floors per and two people per floor, which is like six hundred sixty-six people, which is it's classically like I don't, it's classically the number from Dante's Inferno. And this sort of shares, this movie sort of shares similar things of like, you know, the deeper you go, the the deeper you go is sort of like the darker, the darker the inferno. Hmm. Um, What's the significance of 666 in Dante's Inferno? It is. I don't, it's been, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. I I had to read that on a, I had to read that on a page because 
It's been so long since I read Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I've never, I've never read it all, so I honestly... Um, yeah, me neither. I'm totally um, at sea with your literary illusions here. I mean, you know, oh, me, I'm a maestro. I mean, 666 is like the number of the beast. I mean, but it's clearly like... Yeah. I mean, the pit is how, like, Dante envisions hells, right? You keep going deeper and deeper. Uh, with the circles of hell, you're saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Also, it's kind of that. almost like... Go ahead. If you go to Wikipedia and you search for a number, they have recommended pages, which is plus or minus one of that number. So you can just sort of scroll through all the numbers, see what's good. <laughs> But I was gonna say the, the like idea of like the pits of hell, right? Is that like the deeper you go, like the worse the sins are, right? But yeah. like here, it's like the deeper you go, it's like well, it's just some guy who like. Well, it's worse. Know. The worse the sins, but also the worse the punishments. Mm, right. Okay. So that that kind of ties back here, where it's the deeper you are, the less food you get, essentially. But I guess you could, but like, you you couldn't. Okay, I'm gonna hot take. You, you could argue that the biggest sins happen at the top of the, the top levels where like they don't let mm. people get food. Mm. Right. So the, the sin, the punishment are like inverted where like the, right. the, sin, the worst sins are at the top and the worst punishment is at the bottom. Right. Right. Although there's just like, I guess that, I guess that goes to the point of like, are the people up top sinning? Yeah. Are they to blame? Yeah, because everyone in that position does the same thing. But maybe they yeah. all are all to blame, but everyone is equally bad, right? Like, there is no... Mm, that's interesting. Like, everyone is equally culpable. Right. And like, like and it, If you would have done the same thing if you were in that position, uh, are you any better than them just because you didn't happen to be in that position, right? Yeah, like, I uh, mean, it's, yeah. yeah. And in yeah. some ways, like, you have to do it, right? Like, I forget there's a couple of lines where... Like people are like, oh, like you're telling me less, but I was like on floor 130 last, we were on floor 130 last month. Like we didn't eat at all. Like we need to eat now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the blame thing is super interesting. It's like, yeah, I don't really know who, like, I don't really know who, who is to blame. But it's also interesting, like how people who were on floor like 130, when they come up to floor five or whatever, it's it's not like they try to help people who are below them. They're like, oh no, like you know, I gotta take care of myself. Like I've been there. I may go back. Like it's almost like acknowledging like yeah. the fragility of the of the situation. Yeah, which is, I think it's interesting. Sort of, I think it's, yeah, I think it's sort of that thing of like it's the thing of like like sure like if everyone if everyone else agreed to. Like if everyone like if everyone in society agreed to live in like if we all agreed to eat one like two meals a day and each meal could have one piece of meat in it then like sure like I think like I think people would probably be like sure that's fine it's just like nobody's gonna be the person to start it and nobody's gonna be the first adopter of it so it's like we've sort of drilled into us that like this is the way that things are and changing it changing it is, 
it's hard because nobody wants to be nobody wants to be that person who gets caught in like nobody wants to be the person getting caught in the problem while um you know hey that guy's not doing his part or hey that guy's not doing his part yeah it becomes like a difficult cycle yeah well i think it's interesting that like the um so so i think it's interesting that the way that um uh, I'm just, I'm forgetting the protagonist's name. Goring, Goring. sort of like solve this problem is a forced redistribution, right? Where he and Baharat ride the platform down all the way to the bottom, and they're essentially kicking people's heads in if they don't agree to the new scheme here redistribution. And I think it says a lot about like, or the I'm saying the metaphor, right? It says a lot about like the way they the the writers see of like solving this problem is right. It's like, well, you can't trust people who have been shaped by hundreds of years, thousands of years of culture, you can expect to change their, their, um, their minds overnight because of A, because of culture, and B, because you guys are right, because of like game theory, incentives, principles, dilemma, all of that stuff. Like there's no reason to do that once you're at full one. Yeah. So you have to like for- forcibly shape the people above you, which I mean, ends up being coercive, but maybe that's the you know, solution here. No, but it's, yeah, yeah, you have to do it to people below you. It's like you have to, be on top to be able to do it like right. you have that's, to seize power and be correct right. take the course of action yeah it's like you have to have you have to know how wait one quick you have to like know how bad it is at the bottom having experienced it yourself and then have made it to the top and then be able to do it like correct which is like which is interesting hot take is this like it's like it's when you're just saying that i was just like i was getting vibes of like russian revolution um like lenin lenin stalinism um where like well i mean it sort of strive for a similar i mean i mean i think like, so the ideal the ideal state of this world that people sort of the the pictured ideal state of this world is act, is like socialism at its at its core um like the way things are is cap is very capitalistic. It's like take what you can get, and then this world is sort of socialist. Like everybody gets everybody gets the same amount, no matter how high up the tower they are. Um, and then, so like Russian Revolution. I mean, it's it's a, it's a loose parallel because like Russian Revolution was, it was very, it was nominally like socialism was nominally in place. Um, but like, you know, if you want people to change and if you want people to follow your ideology, then beat them and then beat them again and then murder a bunch of people and then beat the people who are remaining. And that's sort of like yeah. what this movie did. I think that's, I, mean, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Go ahead, Jacob. But I don't know. I, I did a little research and like there was right. an interview, there was an interview with the director where he kind of, on this I, citing his source as well on this wow. point where he kind of along the lines of what we're talking about he said quote there may be criticism of capitalism from the beginning but we do show that as soon as goring and barat try out socialism to convince the other prisoners to willingly share their food they end up killing half of the people they set out to help mm-hmm. like i mean i i think it's in that way it's it's definitely depicting what you're describing it as depicting, but I don't think it's endorsing that view. 
that makes sense. I mean, Russian, the Russian Revolution is not, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody strives for Stalinist Russia. <laughs> except um, Stalin. <laughs> Definitely not Lenin. Um, no, I think you're right there, like, it, but it sort of leaves you then with this void of like, what do we strive for? Yeah, because I think, I mean, going back to what um, you guys were saying earlier, like, the, 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 if the plan initially is to send the girl up and hope for the fact that, oh no, there's a girl in the prison, is your shot at overthrowing the system? That seems like a very weak plan to me. So, I don't know. I guess, I, yeah, if, if those are like the three sort of like alternatives they laid out here, I don't, I don't know if they're like offering really like a positive alternative here. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah I think there's something there around like, like almost like in in like in like the, the the real world like society of the real world people strive to move up in the system this just like takes that away from you right they say basically you can't move up you can fall or you'll randomly get moved around and so it's almost like Goring needs to figure out for himself like what his drive is what his like what his why is and so I think I think he just like says okay I'm gonna like you know, my purpose in life is to save this girl. And he almost like, like exonerates himself of having to figure out what happens after that. Cause he's like, that's all I'm doing. Like, it's good. Although I, I although I have, I have a, a separate hot take, which is that the end doesn't really happen. It's just in his head as he, as he bleeds out. But we can, but we can do that uh, later. Okay. Okay. Um, but speaking, speaking of that, though, so I think there's, like, this is, again, where, like, the parallels to, like, Snowpiercer come in, right? Where, I mean, spoilers for a movie that came out, like, six years ago. We're going to spoil it. Apparently the train uh, crashes, what you said earlier. Oh, damn, sorry. It's Chris Evans. So, Cap, basically... Captain America, Snowpiercer. Cat. So, um, basically, like, you know, they get to the end of the train, and what they realize is that, like, you can't save the system, or you can't, like, you can't, like, um, take over the system without becoming part of it, without, like, further entrenching the, like, abuses that were happening, like, the child labor that sustained the engine and things like that. So what they end up doing is, like, crashing the train and, like, destroying the system, right? So, like, um, it's sort of similar to the thematic of what you guys are saying here with this movie, where they're sort of saying, like, well, there's no way to, like, save the system. Like, you can't, like, game through your way out of this. You can't talk your way. You can't convince anybody in Elon's mind. You can't, you know, beat people into submission to acting well without killing them. Um, maybe the girl ploy will work. I'm skeptical within the balance of this movie if it'll work. But it almost seems like a similar solution where they're, similar situation where they're just like, ah, screw it, burn the system down. Just fuck it all. Yeah. But... Yeah, this one I think is like a little difference because like, I think the difference with this one is that like, it's it's it feels like there's no like it feels like there's no like the, it feels like you can't get out of the system. Like Snowpiercer at the end, they sort of like stumble out of the plane into the snowy, snowy wasteland that is Earth, and like right. it's like well you can get out of the system. It's shit out here too, but. You're not on a train, and right. boy, is that something! And this one is hard to it's hard to it's hard to see. Like you're like you're in this cubic cubic tower, 
and like is like can you escape the system <clears throat> or is it like if you only way to escape the system to die like Goring does yeah. I think you, you you can wait until your sentence is up so you just have to like survive but does anyone survive yeah it's true maybe maybe they, maybe they like don't ever let anyone out Goring chooses not to just survive right he has the option he's in the he's in this high one of the highest floors of Bahara he's in floor oh. five and he says, okay, I only have to wait one more month and then I'm out of here. And he chooses not to wait one more month, right? So yeah, for him, like, it? surviving wasn't really, like, good enough. That's true. So why, why do we think it wasn't good enough? Hmm. I, should, I, I actually don't know. Like, was it because, like, he was at the bottom and realized how bad it was? Or, like... Well, it, it just seemed, it seemed like, it seemed ideal. It's not idealistic. Like, is, is, is he Don Quixote? Uh, so uh, I don't, have you read Don Quixote? Like, I mean, I think one of the issues, school. I mean, I think one of the issues for me reading or watching like foreign films is like, there are things you miss, right? Like there, there's not only, you know, I think the, the, you know, the woman said, he was special because he was reading a book, but I mean, he wasn't just reading a book, he was reading Don Quixote. So I assume that yeah. has meaning. I mean, I can lay yeah. out like the broad themes of like Don Quixote, just basically like, it's about this man who thinks he's a chivalrous knight from back in the days of the high medieval Europe, right? And he sees everywhere around him giants and ogres and waiting to be slain, and damsels waiting to be rescued. And so he lives out this completely delusional life of being a knight and having these like high ethics and morals and things, um, even though around him, everyone thinks he's like this crazy old fool. And, you know, he has this servant who like kind of makes fun of him behind his back. Um, so basically, like, I think like, the way I see the parallels between him and Goring are that Goring, you know, initially comes in pretty idealistically, goes through more of a cynical phase, and eventually comes back around to having more of like the high ethics and morals and things. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there for sure. So yeah, totally. It's, like, it's interesting because, like, at the bottom of the tower, I mean, you can either accept two realities. I mean, one reality is that Goreng is clearly dead. Um, at which point, like, honestly, is anything, is any of this happening? Um, it is like a death dream of Goreng. Or, like, another reality is that, like, it's a movie, so death and life are fluid concepts at any given moment. Because, like, I mean, he, cause he, he meets his first cellmate at the bottom, who is definitely dead. But, but he's, he's been meeting him, like, throughout the whole, like, I thought that was just, like, everybody like, kills yeah, like, the voice in, in his head. He's meeting him in fever dreams, but, like, here he, like, he, like, walks away with him. So maybe it's a fever dream too. So coming back to my hot take, that whole end didn't happen. Take. Um, yeah, possible. The, hot, the hottest of takes. Um, yeah, I, 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 I tend towards the side that like the girl is not. I have a hard time seeing the girl changing anything. Um, but maybe it's like a maybe it's like a glass half full type thing, like. This will be the 2020 glass half full. Did the girl change the system? Would the panna cotta have been better? The big mm-hmm. questions. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Chef gets like his girl and is like, Chef's like, I can't eat this shit. 
what is this? What about fucking panna cotta? <laughs> <laughs> fucking send me a dirty ass girl. Crazy. Definitely the most times I've heard the word panna cotta said in the movie. <laughs> kind of wonderful. I love I love the word panna cotta. The message is the, the panna cotta is the yeah. message. Like, yeah. One last thing I wanted to tangent to, because boy, do we like tangents, was um, I, one of the things I thought, like, speaking of the panna cotta, like, there was a scene in the, I thought it was interesting how much care the chef put into the food. Uh, like, there was, like, there were, like, scenes, in the, like, there's a specific scene in the movie where, like, the chef was, like, berating the chefs for, like, I think like there was a hair in the panna cotta. And it was like it yeah. was just it was really interesting and like I didn't necessarily understand exactly what it meant, but like it's interesting that like the chef put so much care into this food. But by the time it was to floor three, the table already looks like it went through like a like like a home invasion. Like people are jumping on the table and throwing shit everywhere. So it was like it was just interesting how much care he put into the food. That's you think the chef? You think the chef knows how many floors there? I, I I don't know if it's like the chef. Like maybe the chef doesn't. Maybe it's saying like the chef doesn't know what's going on in the tower. Yeah. Or maybe maybe the chef's like, listen, I'm giving you all this beautiful food. Like, what happens after this is my hands are clean. Like the food is prepared perfectly, right? Like he's so separated all... from what's happening in the right. rest of the prison that he doesn't. He's like totally divorced from reality. Yeah, right. It's like totally like locally optimizing. Yeah, but like from that regard, it's like so, it's just more. So it's just more evidence that like how is he gonna like how is seeing a girl gonna change his like how is it gonna change his mindset if he's so divorced from reality in the prison that like. He's like, oh, there's a girl in this prison. Maybe she got some of my beautifully made panna cotta. I bet she would love that. But I think so the, one, the, the I was just gonna, I think the administration would be this, not just the chef though. Like, I think if the the girl came up, the chef would be the only person that would see her. Like other people would, and maybe they would care you know more. Four zero is the it's the it's the kitchens on four zero. Yeah, yeah, because when a guy comes. But one thing that I want to mention is a word a lot of people have been using is prison and so like I, I don't know if this is actually a prison right because like you know Goring goes like voluntarily right like I mean he's special he's unique but like he goes there to get his what accredited degree and to quit smoking and read Don Quixote and like his roommate was there because um he murdered you know, people he murdered people but like, <laughs> But, like, he chose to go there, right? Like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't sentenced there, right? Like, he elected to go there. Hmm. Um, yeah. You know, and, like, I don't know, that that seemed to be something they emphasized. I mean, he seems exceptional, but. I think, to me, that was sort of, like, it's sort of the thing, like, you, like, you get promised these things in life that, like, if you go into this system, you'll get a degree or you'll get a job or you'll have a house. And it's like, it's sort of a lie of the system that like, you know, even like maybe you will, like maybe you will get these things. Like 
the murderer guy, he got the samurai plus, which like, what a great, what a great, what a great story that was. <laughs> but like, it's sort of like, what is the system costing you in exchange for what it's offering you? Yeah, yeah like he doesn't get the degree. Well, maybe he gets a postmortem degree. You know. I yeah, I think that, go ahead. I was gonna say I think there is something there though about like the idealism of it. Like, it's almost like a yeah. This is gonna be a stretch, but it's almost like like I don't know, like the the promise of going to college or something. Like you like I think there's something there around like your your childhood. You just you're expect certain things are going to happen and then you're like enter the real world almost randomly um yeah yeah one could argue like people who are entering the real world now versus like two years ago are facing a very different economic situation and it's totally out of their control um and like you know like i'm sure that's going to impact their many years or or, you know months or years of, of 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 life um and so Maybe there is something there where, like, you come in expecting everything to be very idealistic. For Goran, he's like literally reading Don Quixote, like you know the story that inspired uh, inspired the word, like quixotic, um, which is like right. you know like trying to be ideal but idealistic, but not really knowing that being that way is like crazy and given the circumstances. Um, and then after a while, Goran is like, oh well, you know, like actually, the real world doesn't work like this. Yeah. 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 I, I think I was also wondering why, I mean, I think that's a really good point. I was also just, to make it even broader, I was wondering why someone would build a place like this in the first place, call it a prison or whatever you want to call it, because, like, it's a sort of interesting social experiment, but beyond that, like, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, and I was starting to think, maybe cheaper than a regular prison, like, lower, more cost-effective, because, like, okay, um, if you think, look at the platform, yeah, the, prison and the food they them. have on it, yeah, exactly. When you when you um when you put the food the food on it, it's not like there aren't like six hundred sixty six dishes of food on there. There's no way that's enough food to feed everyone in that prison, right? I think so. No, I guess it, it's irrational. Like it, it, it's, yeah. I think that's. The I mean, they say that. I don't. I'm not sure if I buy that. I'm, I mean, they like. I think it is enough food. Yeah, or like especially know. if like people like you know like not everyone ate every day or something. Like, I, I right. think they could definitely get to a place where it's better than it is now. And also, if half the people kill each other every day, then that's also going to be more cost-effective, right? <laughs> but I think it's interesting that, like, you know, the people in the prison um, blame each other for their plight, or they're always, like, you know, uh, kicking down or fighting each other, eating each other or whatever for their plight, and they never blame, like, the administration, right? Except for the very end, like, going about it, blame the administration, right? But it's kind of like the people at the top are, like, pitting the people in the situation against each other instead of, like, um, letting them like look up and uh, blame them. It's. I mean, I think. I think there's even a line in that movie like, like, I don't. Remember, well, I don't remember the guy. I don't remember Samurai Plus Man's name. It was like Mr. Triv, Trivas something. Um, but like Samurai Plus Man. I think even Gordon even said to him like, he's like, he's like, I don't blame the administration. I don't blame the people above us. I don't blame the people below us. I blame you. You're yeah. killing me. Um, and he's like very explicit with like, yeah, like, you know, 
all this other stuff exists, but like personal responsibility is not like personal responsibility still exists in this world. Yeah. Yeah. But then Goring ends up beating him. Then Goring ends up beating him. Goring Goring eats a lot of people to be honest. Um Although actually he only eats one person because he doesn't eat He's the girl, right? The the employee. No, he doesn't eat dog woman. I think he just starves. I, I think he eats. I, I think really he eats. Oh, no, he he does. Does. I think because she, she's yeah. like you know I like hung myself so you could eat me. He, yeah, he eats her. that's yeah. true. Yeah. Man. Okay. Do we have Lots any uh, final? Yeah, there is. Do you have any uh, including thoughts on the movie in the interest of keeping it to to a tight forty-five? Um, uh, I, I still I think, think my. Uh, go ahead. My final thought would be just completely irrelevant and inappropriate to the movie. Um, but there we go. it was like, you know, actually, I'm not going to make it. This is a, this, this a PG-13 podcast. Is it? <laughs> I like, go ahead. I've shamed myself. I feel like well, now, now you got to say it. Like, no, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was you know, I think it was, revol- it was evolving like, crazy camel woman and I was just like mm. it was like she went too far but it was completely irrelevant to this whole movie so forget about it well we we, we, we could talk about it uh, off the air off the air <laughs> <laughs> after the cast I feel like there needs to be some discussion of the end right because it seems like yeah. the end was I feel like it's- Hot take. It it didn't it didn't happen. It's in his head, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give some some reasons for why I believe that. One, sure. uh, like, do we like one and and one like I don't understand why when they give the panna cotta to the kid, like they don't burn up or freeze. Like I it just uh, that like didn't make sense. I was like thinking about it last night. I was like, well. Maybe like the system only recognizes if like adults take the food instead of kids or something. I was like kind of crying up myself. But even still, then like the two adults are there, Gorang and Barat's there. Um, so that seems like almost like too good to be true situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like okay, like Barat like bleeds out, and then he like once he gets all the way to the bottom, like. Like, do we really think the bottom is just like endless black pit of of things with like this light coming down? Like, and it just it just felt like too surreal and like religious to like yeah. actually be happening in a place like the the pit. And like, what does he do at the end? He just like walks off. It's almost like he's joined the like joined the dead or whatever. Like, it was it felt like too unlike the rest of the movie for me to believe it was actually happening. I agree. Mm. It, it I, felt like I'm, I'm okay. I was gonna say it felt like the end of Joker, like, like not the end of Joker, but like all the stuff that happens yeah. to go his way, and then he's a savior. Like it. This this movie felt. It, I don't know. I, maybe just because I saw Joker a couple weeks ago, and, but like it, yeah. it, it felt it felt like that, and I was like, "There's no way this is actually happening." Like in in this place. 
And like, why would you, why would you yourself stay down there instead of going up? You're like really trying to think of yourself as a martyr. Like it, it, it felt too, too good to be true. Yeah, I agree. You know, now I mean, I, I think now, yeah. Don't think about it. I think a better, not a better ending. If I was gonna end this movie, I think it'd be really funny if they like, they got to the bottom, they got to like the very bottom, and it was like, it was like a McDonald's or something. I don't know why it'd be funny, but I think. But I, I other stupid side, stupid thoughts aside, um, yeah, I, I also don't think. I think it either isn't real or doesn't matter. Like, I'm on the fence with whether it's real, but like, either way, I think it's, either way, I think it, it's irrelevant to the future of the tower. I actually disagree with that. I think, I think it matters. Like, I was struggling with it because I agree. Like, the end of the movie, like, doesn't make sense for all the reasons, like Nikhil said, like, all the rules are broken, whatever. But I think like that's kind of what you need for there to be change, right? Like it just needs to be something that doesn't make sense within the terms of the system in order to change it. Like, I mean, mm. this metaphor is like a little or analogy isn't perfect, but like, you know, like right now we're living in a time of coronavirus, right? Which is like completely changed the way we live our lives. But like the reason like our lives are like, unrecognizable from what they were like three weeks ago but that's because like something external came in right like something that literally wouldn't have made sense and so like i think it i think it it doesn't make any sense but i think that's the only way it'll change that makes yeah yeah makes sense and it seems to be like this kind of like exogenous like almost supernatural kind of like intervention in order for things to change it's like a mutation of the system. Yeah, like, something like that. But it's, 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 yeah, exactly. Like if it's a glitch, then sure. But it seems so like it seems so lucky that that would happen right then. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm skeptical. Like the glitch, no. the glitch would be like the heat or the cooling thing, like not turning on when the. No, I mean I think it's a good thing. Like, I mean, I, I think it's like. I think, but I was like, why do something in a movie if, why do something in a movie if it doesn't have a point? Um, so like the, like, the producer actively chose to show that scene and it was like, so yeah, I mean, I think it's something to it. I don't know what it is, but something there. All right. Are all the, all the spicy takes are they are they on the are they on they've the been, they've all been quenched they've all been cooked in the curry they've all cooked in the curry they've all been eaten and uh yeah shit on the people believe that um yeah what, what should, we, should we talk about our overall overall uh impression of the movie like how much we liked it didn't like it yeah give us some uh, some letter grades yeah throw out some letter grades if you if you if you're feeling up to it, yeah. Thank you. Um, I'll give it a. <laughs> give it a... <laughs> Damn. John just what swooped I... in there. Yeah. Guess I guess I'm on level four, John. John's level one. <laughs> I didn't know you were starting. I've got delayed. Lag. Lag. 
Um, sorry, you, you can go. You can go. Uh, I was going to say, like, I liked it. Um, I think it, you know, I think, like, the social commentary was, like, very on the nose, but also very subtle at other times, which I appreciated. Like, there was a bit of, like, when Barad was climbing up, the guy above him was like, you know, what God do you believe in? And Barad was like, uh, like, he kind of trying not to say, like, the one you believe in, but kind of wanted to say something like that. I think there's, like, a bunch of, like, little things that I, that I got, a, got a kick out of. Um, I thought the movie was was dark in a in a in a enjoyable way, um, and had a bunch of like crazy shit happen to it, happen in it. So you know, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a a Nikhil A minus. All right. Thank you. Movies so far an A minus. I think I've given most movies that we've watched an A minus. It's like, but it's but like, it, it, it's against different criteria though. Like, you know, like this one getting an A minus is different from like. I don't know, some other movie getting anywhere Well, I'm, I, I heartily await the Nikhil A. <laughs> I, it, I, I'm just, just waiting until we do the Uncle Drew podcast, man. A plus. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, A minus. Okay. John? I would also give it an A minus. Baller. All right. I, I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. I thought it was a solid movie. Um, I thought I thought at some point it became. I thought at some point it sort of became a little too deep in its own narrative. Um, but like overall, super solid. Symbolism was great. The I like how I like how confined the plot was. Like I. I like that it, I like just like how willing they were to just stay within four walls. Um, yeah. Okay. I would give it a B plus. I thought the plot was really gripping and the action when it happened was great. Um, the concept kept you on your toes for sure because you never knew where Gorm was going to end up next. Uh, I think the ending fell a little flat for me. It just didn't really have the clarity of like, tying back into the overall themes that like Snowpiercer did or even something like Parasite, which had a lot of like similar themes did. So yeah, yeah I think, I think B plus otherwise with the ending, if the ending would be better, it would have been like an A minus or an A for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that ending was what was keeping it from being a, an A for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all kind of, we're kind of puzzled by the ending. Okay. Great. Cool. Um, if there's nothing else, then let's uh, call it a wrap on, our first uh, Spanish language film for the podcast. Yeah, we've done a, we've done Spanish, Korean, Japanese. Or no, we didn't do we didn't do any Japanese. No. Right well, technically, we did Old Boy, which is too Korean. So yeah. Um, we're honestly it's multicultural. Um, so good. So we're going, we're going, we're going worldwide, just like Pitbull. Worldwide. worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. We have, like, we have like the one viewer in Korea, yeah. We have we several have, viewers in uh, <laughs> We have a viewer in Egypt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Inquiring the yeah, South Club. I think we were blowing up in uh, like Ivory Coast last time I checked. So watch <laughs> out. Walk. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come. All right. Yeah. Watch out. Okay. 
Till next time. Thank you, fellas. Till next time.